If you're looking to maintain peak brain health, I'd like to introduce you to a cutting-edge new brain support formula from my friends at Thorn, Cinequel. If you're recovering from a head injury or play contact sports, you should pay special attention. Cinequel is formulated with the best research nutrients that support healthy brain structure and cognitive function. Cinequel's active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and help protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of certain nutrients for shorter-term post-impact support. For more information and to purchase Cinequel, just go to drhoffman.com slash thorn. There, you'll also find some of my other favorite thorn products. That's drhoffman.com slash thorn for the essential nutritional brain support formula, Cinequel. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, uh, learning a lot by talking to my good colleague, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Uh, Dr. Teitelbaum is uh, best known for his book, From Fatigue to Fantastic, but he's uh, one of those point-and-shoot experts uh, on a wide variety of subjects. Today, we're focusing on GI issues, particularly uh, heartburn and the over-reliance of tens of millions of Americans on what are called PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, uh, we can name some names, Nexium, Prilosec, uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, you can just go to a drugstore and buy them, and you can take them forever. But is it in our interest? Uh, there's some real concerns. All right. Um, one question I would pose to you is, and, you know, you are well-schooled in internal medicine. That's your specialty. Uh, and you know that there's some circumstances where they really insist on people taking PPIs for the rest of their lives because the theory is, and I think it's kind of a selling point for PPIs, is they say, well, you have changes in your esophagus, precancerous changes. They sometimes refer to us as uh, dysplasia or metaplasia, Barrett's esophagus, so-called. And they say this is, you don't want to get what is almost invariably a fatal cancer, cancer of the stomach or cancer of the esophagus. So they, they sell you on the proposition that you must, 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 must take these medications for the rest of your life. What's your take on that? That's BS. Okay, so what the research showed, they actually looked at this, um, is that the actual risk of irritated uh, food pipes, you know, you get acid reflux, it irritates the food pipe, which doesn't have that mucus protection, and you can start to get irritation, inflammation, called Barrett's esophagus, all the other names they gave. And they're saying, well, that could turn to stomach cancer, and that's deadly, or esophageal cancer, I should say. But the studies show, actually, it, it's very rare that that happens, that you are much more likely to get killed from the PPI. People <laughs> right. taking the PPI yeah. are 25% higher risk of dying during the study period, roughly, than people not taking that medication. Uh, where people who get the Barrett's esophagus and esophageal cancer, I'm pulling a number out of my arse, but it's basically yeah. one in 500. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's exceedingly rare. Uh, the cure is much deadlier than the, right. the problem. But the Barrett's esophagus was pushed as a big selling point. It was mm -hmm. basically a pharmaceutical advertising mm -hmm. selling point. But the data just really does not support that, and people are moving away from that. And, you know, one of the things that I do, Jacob, when I see a patient with that condition is uh, I ask, and they've been to a gastroenterologist that have already rendered a diagnosis, and they're probably already 
been recommended to take a PPI or they're already taking one. And I say, uh, I just, here's a question for you. What in your estimation is your risk of, uh, of uh, esophageal cancer uh, from this condition? And invariably, I'll get an estimate of like, uh, I don't know, 15%, 20%, 40%. It'll always be double digit risk when it actually is a fraction of 1% risk, as you, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. We, in your case, we'll do the math. That's like a 0.25% risk, 1 in 500, right? Something like that. So, uh, and, and I think some of the studies even show uh, less of a risk. Nonetheless, they say you got to, you know, that's your lifetime sentence. You got to be on these. Money, 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 honey. Yeah, again, you know, if it sells, then we, we like to think this medicine is evidence-based medicine. It's really, after 50 years of medicine, almost, going to be two years, I'll have been in medicine 50 years, um, it is not evidence-based. It is pharmaceutical profits-based. The science is meaningless. It's ignored. Um, and if you look at the science, that's what you know. What, what happens when doctors actually look at the science instead of what they're being spoon-fed by the good-looking drug reps? They become holistic doctors. Yes, and very much so. Very yep. much so. That's the that's the path to your know, disillusionment followed by uh, I got to find something different to help my patients. But one of the things that I found interesting is I, I actually this is not a patient, but I got. Uh, I think an email from a listener or a recorded question from my radio program, and it was about a patient who'd been diagnosed with stomach cancer, and he said he'd been on PPIs for, you know, two decades. And he asked me the question, mm-hmm. is it possible that being on a PPI was the cause of my stomach cancer? And the answer was that I gave him was, well, maybe, you know, having had like bad stomach problems before was the cause, but it's also possible that by, by, suppressing the 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 acid you are creating what's called a gastrinoma a the gastrin is going so high that those cells that produce mm-hmm. gastrin become cancerous i think that's in the literature that that there actually is a risk of long-term suppression oh. well it's called silencer ellison syndrome okay um, when yep. you have the super high gastrin levels yeah and then you can look at the relative risk of increase. Usually they take the stomach out, which was, was the old treatment for that before PPIs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the, yeah, that was the risk. Um, but the thing is, it's... Boy, that's a, that's a nugget from, from medical anymore. school and medical training. You could still pass the boards if you wanted to. <laughs> with that if I answer. wanted to. <laughs> All those obscure, nonsense, but. obscure names. So, right. let, let, so yeah, um, uh, there's all kinds of studies. We won't, I uh, mean, stories, we won't go there for right now. But how about if we give people kind of a nice force sure. up way? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go down that just, pathway because I think that that's practical. And, and that's one of the nice things you do, you sort of like uh, your protocol for uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. stepwise. So let's talk about GI. And, and let me know, in terms of, you know, my email address, the fatigue doc at gmail.com, if you've got this indigestion, just look up the Cures A to Z app. But for those of you with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, or long COVID, email me, and I will send you the information that will put you on a pathway to getting healthy again. That 
So if you would like to, feel free to do so. So for those of you who've got the indigestion, we talked about come off of the NSAID medications. You can switch to the uh, curamins and the glucosamins. There's all kind of ways that don't get the stomach. Uh, cut down the coffee and the alcohol for a while. See if that helps. Try so avoid food. the precipitants. Um, that would be the first step. Avoid triggers, number one. Number two, to digest your food, you need two key things. You need digestive enzymes and you need stomach acid. Most people who get indigestion, they think it's too much stomach acid. It's more likely to be not enough stomach acid, but because you have no stomach protection or it squirts up into the unprotected food pipe, any acid can cause symptoms. You turn off the acid, you say, oh my God, symptoms are gone. It must be too much stomach acid. No, it was too little protection and it was indigestion. So number one, add a good plant Based, They have to be plant-based digestive enzymes. Uh, animal-based enzymes. It took me 25 years, and I finally heard this from a chiropractor. I told him, you know, Dr. Loomis, you're an idiot. We all know that animal-based pancreatic enzymes are the way to go. And he asked, have you ever seen it help anybody? And I had to honestly say, not one. And he said, try plant-based enzymes. And people were left and right getting better. Okay. So any vegetarian uh, digestive enzyme, or you can use things like papaya or pineapple, you know, to supply the enzymes. Uh, plant-based enzymes with the food, you'll know pretty quickly. It makes all the difference in the world. And then add a little bit of acidity to the food. Use a vinegar-based salad dressing, for example. Mm-hmm. To add some uh, acidity, use betaine. I, I must do that intuitively because I have a salad before you know every big meal. You know, even at a restaurant, I'll order a salad mm-hmm. with you know oil and vinegar. Yeah, 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 and it makes a big difference. And then the next thing is you want to chew your food. You think about poor digestion causing indigestion. If you're swallowing your food whole, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're missing 40% of the digestive process. I know this is um, a family podcast, but you should masticate, masticate, masticate. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Chew, chew, chew. Um, and it makes a big difference. And meanwhile, digestive enzymes work best at 98 degrees. Oh. Uh, they don't work so well at 45 degrees. So it's okay to have cold drinks with meals, but have to be refrigerator cold. If you're having indigestion, leave yeah. off the ice drinks for the yeah, meals. That's a good point. Very good. Interesting. Now, have your ice drinks in between meals. <clears throat> so simple things like that. And then as you mentioned, the DGL licorice, marshmallow, slippery elm, those things to make the mucus lining. You do those things, and over six weeks, your digestion is going to get dramatically better. Mm-hmm. Your stomach's going to heal. You can start, um, you know, you can have, by that point, coming off the PPIs, having switched to Pepsid, and then you can wean down the Pepsid, and you're going to look back, and you're free. Your stomach's working again. I want to ask you about another frequent thing that's done in medicine. Uh, is uh, There's this guy, and I think you know who he is. Uh, he actually, I think he won a Nobel Prize in medicine for this discovery. His name is Barry Marshall. He came up with the idea that uh, a bug, Helicobacter pylori, causes mm-hmm. ulcers. And uh, he mm-hmm. actually demonstrated this because he, he, he said, you know, uh, he, he volunteered to take a vial of H. pylori, induced an <laughs> ulcer, uh, and, right, you know, and then cured it with antibiotics by eradicating the H. pylori. Mm-hmm. So this became a great vogue. Is I see people getting screened for H. pylori, and when they are, okay. H. pylori is found, 
they're given a powerful combo of medications, acid blockers plus triple antibiotics to eradicate the H. pylori. And I decry that. Well, what's your take on it? So here's the thing. I mean, the guy, when he did it, he was brilliant, but he couldn't get anybody to market it for him because there's exactly. so much money in it. <laughs> he finally sat down with a Japanese company that had a bunch of old guys with dyspepsia, uh, and he told the guy that. And the head of the board, who had horrible heartburn, and the guy said, look, we will do, we'll do this treatment, and then you decide. And his heartburn went away, and that's how the test got funded for the H. pylori test, but it's important to realize that half of the world's healthy population will test positive for H. pylori. It's a normal bug there. The problem is when it overgrows and causes issues. So, number one, is there time for the triple antibiotic PPI, you know, therapy for H. pylori? Yes. But it's not how you start. Um, How I'll start is with these other things you mentioned, because the test doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You're test positive. Mm-hmm. Half the world is positive with no symptoms. But I will give the mastic gum yeah. and limonene, both of which are over-the-counter, and both of which uh, will kill the H. pylori. So there's a heartburn rescue product that has limonene mm. and a sea buckthorn that soothes, that increases the protective lining. Uh, and I'll add the masticum to that. And it's give like that an omega-9 or something like that, the sea buckthorn? Omega-7. Omega-7, mm-hmm. okay. Very <laughs> no good. <laughs> I took a shot. Um, so it's, you're not, I even though it's an omega, you get extra brownie points. Good <laughs> yeah, so um, so for, for those who have that kind of an issue, um, yes, then, you know, if it's still persisting, then you do that. And then you want to look at, we're talking mostly about solar plexus kind of indigestion. Upper, if you have yeah, more the uh, pain under the, the, the chest bone, mm-hmm. the sternum, uh, mm-hmm. which is more reflux, then you want to do things that, in addition to what we talked about, to help digestion. Because what happens is the food is sitting in the stomach, and after an hour, the monitors in your stomach are saying this food is indigestible and it hits the return to send your butt and then sends back up when you get heartburn. Um, and so you want to do what we started with, but there's in the app, you'll see what to do for the acid reflux. But most importantly, a lot of people get acid reflux at night because of gravity. When we're upright, mm-hmm. gravity keeps the acid in the stomach. We lie down, and it kind of flows back upstream, especially if you have a couple extra pounds on you. And so the trapdoor that keeps the acid locked in the stomach is not working so well. Um, and then there's some simple things, which is like you do a uh, half teaspoon of Arm & Hammer baking soda and two to four ounces of water at bedtime to neutralize the stomach acid because you don't mm-hmm. need acid at nighttime. Mm-hmm. You take the pepsid at bedtime because you don't need the acid at bedtime. Mm-hmm. You raise the head of the bed maybe 20 degrees or so. Uh, you put the sleep buds pillow or whatever. Regular pillows don't work. But this is all in the app, Cures A to Z app, and it'll say for nighttime reflux, here are simple things because it will take three months to heal your food pipe by doing these things. Mm-hmm. And then your daytime indigestion is going to settle way down because your food pipe heals. And it's not, think of it like a skin knee. Anything that touches a skin knee, it hurts. Anything that touches that irritated food pipe hurts. You heal it for three months with a simple regimen. I mean, how much does it cost to the arm and hammer? Say, and, and, you know, to put your bed up on blocks a little bit or just use a pillow to do it. 
uh, this is not hard stuff. It's just common sense when you look at it, but there's no money in it. So the doctors are not taught about it. You know, you're doing such a good job uh, answering basic questions, but yeah, I want to put to, to you a question. I don't know whether you've been uh, asked this, but I, I think you'll do a pretty good job explaining it. Uh, for in terms of uh, self-care, uh, and mm-hmm. listen, if you anybody who's got persistent pain, uh, no matter where it is in your in your in your abdomen, uh, you know whether it's upper or lower, you ought to get it checked out. But for initially, uh, and you, you began talking about you know pain above the breastbone, pain uh, you know at the xiphoid, which is the tip of the breastbone. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about where you know since the 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 sensory for uh, abdominal pain is not as localized as, you know, if you touch a hot plate, you know it's your forefinger precisely, the tip of your mm-hmm. forefinger. But in your, you know, the visceral uh, pain sensations are a little bit uh, less precise. But can you walk us through a little bit, you know, upper, lower, right side, left side, yep. what some of these things mean? Should we get past the stomach and now we're going down into the intestines? Yep. And... The key things with the ingestion that cause the problems is a gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation. Those are the hallmark symptoms for the di- uh, for the for the intestine. Uh, one is the, getting the wrong bugs in there. Most often, these are going to be candida overgrowth. There's no test I would give a nickel for. There's plenty of tests, yeah, but I don't. I have to agree. With need them. Yeah. And how do I diagnose it? If you have chronic sinusitis or chronic nasal congestion <coughs> with post-nasal drip or your clearing filled kind of stuff, um, and irritable bowel syndrome, gas bloating, diarrhea, constipation, you've got a lot of gas, you get cramps, you pass the gas, it feels better, and that gas doesn't have that, what I call silent but deadly rotten egg smell. Uh, just, you can fill up a weather balloon, but it doesn't have a horrible mm-hmm. smell to it. Mm-hmm. That's candida. Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to go with the berberine. I'm going to go with a good probiotic. There's Flourishers, a good one. There's Torals Elite. There's a whole bunch of good ones. Um, I'm going to go with the antifungal, the Diflucan medication for six weeks. Yep. Um, and this colon goes away. But how about if you have these silent but deadly drop neck farts, basically? I'll use a medical term here because what mm-hmm. the heck. Um, that's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's bacterial, not fungal. SIBO. That's, 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 that's SIBO, exactly. And the rifaxin is good, but insanely expensive mm-hmm. for antibiotic. I'll go with the berberines and the other things. But a lot of cases of SIBO come because the thyroid is too low, even if the tests are normal. Hmm. That's that's why the bacteria is able because to migrate. Because of mo- motility problems, would you say? Because Exactly. The, okay, you're just not moving things along. Yeah. The current is too slow, so the bacteria backwash from downriver in the colon uh, mm. back into the small intestine that's supposed to be near sterile. Mm. Um, and you've got to get that current moving again the way it belongs, and it washes all those bacteria downstream uh, where they don't cause problems. Wow. So the, uh, instead of location, 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 I mean, small intestine is a big area, or under the right or left uh, ribs where the gas traps. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the main areas for the symptoms. But more impressively, gas, you know, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, and the discomfort eases up when you pass gas. It's intestinal usually. Mm-hmm. So that's how you look like they sat. And then small intestine, it's fine, but that leave gas, smells, large intestine, a lot of gas, but not a lot of smell. Mm-hmm. So 
this has to have for a local license. No, it's uh, some simple, simple guidelines for self-care. But again, you know, symptoms, things, you have big changes, persistent problems. Get checked out, you know, get at least the reassurance that it, you know, it's nothing mm-hmm. more than, uh, you know, what can easily respond to some of these simple measures. Uh, okay, you mentioned, you know, uh, curcumin. And there's all kinds of different mm-hmm. curcumins out there. And, and your product that you like is, is CureMed. But um, some of the curcumin is encapsulated uh, in these uh, nanospheres, you know, with uh, like a, the delivery system. And some of it is just, you know, pure in a capsule. And I think the stuff that's not encapsulated is a little better for the GI tract. Or am I wrong? Yeah. I don't think it makes a difference. I mean, okay. the capsules melt early on. What, what um, I mean is for the... For me, the, it's about absorption, and the adding the turmeric helps the absorption. Pipe uh, helps the absorption, too, but I find that most of the products that have that really don't have much of the curcumin in it. And when I do the math, it's kind of like... The curamet is what I land up going with, mm-hmm. because that's the one that gets the, the highest levels and it works okay. well. So but you there, there, there are probably a number of other ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, so we, you know, we've talked about Canada, we've talked about SIBO, some of the you know, common themes uh, with lower uh, GI problems. Um, you know, I think one of the things that uh, is of concern when you take these PPI medications, I, I don't know if we emphasize it enough, is they deplete magnesium to the point where there is a black box warning on the labels mm-hmm. of these products. So if you, can, if you have to take these products, should you be taking magnesium or is it, it, it does it so impair the absorption that it doesn't even help to take magnesium? I, I, I think if you live in the United States and you're eating an American diet yeah. and you don't have kidney failure, again, the average diet, or the average Chinese diet, for example, before food processing has 600 milligrams of magnesium a day. The average American diet has about went from 275, I think now it's down to 245 milligrams a day. We've lost over 50 to 60 percent of the magnesium um, in the food processing, um, and then, but that's just one thing that's kind of a marker. How the B12? You're going to get massive B12 deficiency even with normal tests, but low levels that can aggravate nerve function, aggravate cognitive function, and other issues. I think everybody. I mean, I personally, I eat pretty well, and I still take. I, I like a multivitamin called Clinical Essentials. It'll have 150 milligrams of a well-absorbed and good magnesium. Uh, it'll have high levels, not RDA or ridiculous dietary allowance levels of the vitamins, but optimal levels of the vitamins and minerals, uh, the other cofactors. And I think that in our country, this is the first place in human history where people are are obese and malnourished at the same time yeah. because the food is loaded with calories, yeah. but the micronutrients are removed. Um, I think people need to be on a multi. Now, there are some people out there who um, are the high priests of their religion, which says use drugs and nothing natural, because and that's what they do. And they say, well, if you take a multivitamin, you're just going to pee it out. You're making expensive urine. Wow. And yeah. I, I totally agree with those people. I think what they should do mm-hmm. is they should not drink any water. <laughs> exactly. Because you pee it out anyway. Who needs it? Why would they do that? They're going <laughs> to pee it out. 
<laughs> and then they can go and die and leave everybody alone in peace so they can get healthy. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going on my rant. Sorry. Well, <laughs> what, what I appreciate about you, Jacob, and you're over the years, you know, I've known you for many decades, is your uh, originality, uh, you know, and your sharp critique of conventional medicine, but at the same time, you're, you, you are steeped in knowledge about conventional medicine, and you come in your critique from a deep understanding of its benefits as well as its major limitations. And, you know, you really have formulated uh, some fantastic uh, new ways of treating things, and not simply by, you know, gathering information from others, but by making breakthrough uh, discoveries yourself. So kudos to you for that. Uh, can you give out, uh, once again, the resources? And you've been extraordinarily generous with our audience uh, in past uh, podcasts about sharing important resources. So let's get it once more. Okay, so for those of you who have indigestion, just get the C-U-R-E-S, capital A-C, phone app. And download that to your phone and just look up indigestion, reflux. It'll just lay this all out for you. And what it doesn't have is the uh, curcumin, so add that to it. Uh, for those who have the chronic fatigue, chronic pain, um, because chronic pain is treatable unless you go to your doctor and you're in trouble. Um, but if you have fibromyalgia or long COVID, email me because that's a lot of information. I will send you the free information sheets and information to guide you on how you can get from where you are back to healthy again. Because I had that myself. It knocked me out of med school and left me homeless back in 1975. So that's my main interest, right. uh, research interest. Yeah, and I think that we have to emphasize that. I, I don't know that people know that much about your story, but uh, you were sidelined with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome yourself. So you not only uh, have a lot of empathy, but you learned a lot in overcoming it. And, you know, you're extraordinarily productive and dynamic. You got through your medical training and through, you know, arduous uh, years of practice, uh, which require, and, and you're very prolific in writing and in, uh, you know, now uh, sharing your information. And, and that bespeaks a high level of, uh, of functioning. So you, I think you, through personal experience and through acquiring knowledge, you, you, you've really come up with a good approach. Vitality101.com, where does that get you? And that gets you information. Okay. For mostly for people with CFS and fibromyalgia. Um, for those who would like supplements, endfatigue.com. Uh, e and like Nancy, D like David, F A T I G U E. For those of you who say, "Oh, well, he's just selling supplements," I'm going to tell you a little secret. Okay. Um, everything that I talk about, some of the things I talk about are on my website, some are not. But if you simply go to Amazon, everything I talk about is on Amazon, and I will not make a penny off of anything that you buy there except for a smart energy system we didn't talk about today. Um, so this way you can go, well, how do I know he's not just trying to sell me stuff? Go get it on Amazon. I will be really happy. I won't care one bit, and I won't make a penny. And that way you can say, oh, okay, now he's not just selling me stuff. So yeah, that's just my... For sure, and that, you know, that I can attest to that over the years. I've come to know you, and it's, <laughs> it for sure is not all about the money. You're really uh, committed to uh, service. So great stuff. Okay, we'll invite you back on uh, you know, in a few months uh, when the dust settles, and uh, we'll have you focus on yet another topic for our listening audience. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Jacob, Dr. Jada, Jacob Teitelbaum. It's really been a pleasure talking to you, and, and all the best for the holidays. You too. It's always a pleasure and an honor talking to you, Randall. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. 
it's a mutual a mutual enjoyment. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com.